stories about those intimate items no other station dares to broadcast. I could, yeah, I can get in and out without touching anything, and I think I could still see Jeremy. Why Talking. do you need to see me? Because earlier I had it up, and I had, totally couldn't see you. Oh. Yeah. Can you see me? Uh, somewhat. If John Cena's in the room, could we see him? Uh, I am led to believe not. So John Cena may or may not be here right now. And he's not paying rent. No, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind as well, is that he is not paying rent. Your toilet's not running at night, it's just John. <laughs> it's my John running. <laughs> it's like up and down the hall, like training? Yeah, him and Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I only say that uh, because uh, when I was a child, I used to think Swamp Thing lived in my kitchen because it was a green sort of motif. And at <laughs> night, it was even darker, so it looked like a swamp. It's terrible. So I'd sleep outside my parents' door because they said I was too old to sleep in the bed with them. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which the, the hallway, hallway was much closer to the kitchen itself, so I, I don't know what I was thinking. So <laughs> when you were like 12? The younger, because Swamp Thing still had, like, action figures at this point. You're just afraid of him. Well, I loved him. It was one of those, like, I don't know, like, you're scared of him, but, like, Freddy Krueger, there was stuff that you would buy in the store, but I didn't want to dream some nights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's heartbreaking. Oh, it's just childhood. Yeah. Childhood is heartbreaking. Yeah, that's true. Um... But then you grow up and you get a job. Like that George Thorogood song. And then you got to get a haircut before that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it is just like a, life is just like a George Thorogood song. It gives me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he had a song called Itty Bitty Titties. Oh, did he? I think. And it was one of them, one of the songs we weren't allowed to talk about. Like, you know, like Big Balls by ACDC. For some reason, but, Big Balls was fine. Yeah, because it wasn't really about balls. Yeah. But Itty Bitty Titties. It's, I think well, it's What clearly, else would it be about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find out. But uh, yeah, it could be wrong because like... I'm going to Because if you download stuff back research. in the file sharing days, sometimes you get songs completely by the wrong artist. Oh, yeah, that's true. No. Until you had Wikipedia to look up some other bullshit. I like that Jeremy was trying to do a segue to get us on topic, and then it just got completely batted away. Yeah, we start talking about George Thurgood. Um, All right, well, welcome, everybody, to the Raincoat <laughs> Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Uh, hey. And uh, for another episode, we have our good buddy Tyler here. Howdy. And uh, his involvement today is very topical because today we are talking about 
Hot Flashes, a 1984 film directed by Leonard Kurtman under the name Leon Gucci. Um, <laughs> but uh, in particular, Tyler uh, worked for a uh, local broadcast network on their news show, so uh, we wanted to bring him in as our expert uh, as we talk about the ins and outs of the news broadcast business, which is uh, what Hot Flashes is really about at the end of the day. It's sexy. It is. Uh, sort of. Wait, your job or the film? No, the 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 film is sexy, and uh, the journal the broadcast journalism world is very sexy. And no, it's it's not at all. But you got to look in the cracks to to find the sexy. <laughs> Just look in the cracks. What cracks do you recommend? Um, the cracks of time. What time does to flesh and wood and fabric? That those cracks. Oh yeah. It's very existential. Thank you. I'm a time bandit. <laughs> He's the uh, Terry Gilliam of our podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we, do we know anything about Hot Flashes? I honestly couldn't tell you who was in it really, or it's like right smack in the middle of the '80s where we haven't kind of explored fully yet. Right. But um, like obviously. Uh, uh, Francois Papillion shows up uh, numerous times. Yes, several times. Um, I know him. No one else can I really place. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a mixture of things at play here. Uh, again, we haven't delved into the mid to late '80s as much as we have into the '70s and early earlier '80s. Yeah. We've also not seen any films directed by Leonard Kurtman, which means that we may have stayed outside of his kind of circle of actors generally sure but also at least some of these people weren't in very many movies um for example uh nicole blank who plays uh one of our news anchors rebecca okay uh she has four credits total sure from 84 and 85 and that's it which which uh was she the weather girl? She was the main girl. She was, like the, she was the one in the center, the redhead. Yeah, the center. I thought she was Wallflower. Rebecca Wallflower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Rebecca Wallflower. Those are both parts of her name. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we have Rebecca Wallflower played by Nicole Blank with her four credits. Uh, we also have uh, Josephine Juicy Fruit. Okay, I couldn't figure out what her last name was. Uh, I listened several times, and I'm like 80% confident that that's it. I wrote Jupiter and a question mark. <laughs> Jupiter and a question. Uh, yes. She is played by Karen Summer, who I believe has many more credits. Good for her. Uh, and Rosie Rimjob? Uh, yeah, I think it's Rosie Raindrop. Okay. Uh, I, I did... thought it was Rimjob, too. All right. It... Well, you're outvoted, boss. It's Rosie Rimjob. Uh, okay. You didn't correct me when we watched it. <laughs> Maybe you just thought you thought I was making a joke. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that exchange. It's it's tough. This whole thing is uh, a mess because the credits at the end uh, apparently don't belong to this film. Uh, so yeah. Oh, excellent. Uh, it does feel like the kind of movie where they shot a couple in like a week. 
Uh, so I could see where maybe someone at like the editing lab got things mixed up uh, when it came so time it to. So it was an uh, accident and not on purpose. Because if it was on purpose, I'd go for better credentials. On my, uh, <laughs> well, the the like the people who are in it are listed, uh, but the note on the uh, Internet Adult Film Database says closing credits belong to Babylon Knights. Which would make sense because the actual names of the characters in the credits aren't in the film. Yeah. Uh, but most of the people in the credits are in the film. So it's probably one of those things where they shot two back to back. Right, yeah. And they just got mixed up along the way and they have basically the same people in it. Uh, but yeah, we had Nicole Blank as Rebecca Wallflower. We have Karen Summer as Josephine Juicy Fruit. And then we have Dorothy Onan, Onan, O N A N. Yeah, that's the guy who spilled his seat on the dry ground. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she had thirty credits, uh, Dorothy, and uh, Karen Summer has like a hundred and twenty-four. So good for her. So both of them have uh, more extensive careers. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rosie Raindrop is. Uh, Dorothy O'Nan's character. Excellent. Uh, so that's our three-woman news crew. Um, Leonard Kurtman is a name that I've seen uh, when going through stuff, but because we haven't explored this era of films, I don't feel like we I've uh, come across him yet. Uh, he has 39 credits as a director and uh, 78 credits as a producer. His earliest credit being... Carnival of Blood from 1970, uh, which is not pornographic from it what I can doesn't tell. Doesn't sound like a. I feel like you that that movie exists in so many different ways. Like always, the title sounds very similar to other movies. Carnival uh, of Blood, Theater of Blood. I, 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 in my mind, I feel like when you scroll through Netflix or the Amazon Prime, something you just see all these old movies that have. Very catchy, but similar titles, and it's hard to remember the, bef- you know, remember. The blood's know. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It flows through us all. <laughs> but yeah, he, he made films from 1970 and stopped in 1985 uh, when he was directing a lot of porn, and that's, of course, the time where the uh, porn film industry was really falling apart. So mm-hmm. this is... This is getting towards the end of that. Uh, it's still an era where we have some some better productions coming yeah, out. Yeah, uh, stuff like... Uh, uh, corruption. Corruption. That's no. what I was going for, yeah. Uh, of course, this is not too far f- removed from uh, Pulsating Flesh, which this film does kind of remind me in a few different ways. Yeah, it's very... Uh, it's reminiscent of it's, a Carlos Tobolina uh, joint. Yeah, uh, without getting too far into the review segment of things, I will say I think that there was a bit more thought put into this one. Oh, yeah, without uh, a doubt. <laughs> um, but I think the execution's about on the same level, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. But that's it. Yeah, that's that's more or less it. So that is... Sorry, I'm trying to burn Tyler. I'm trying to torment him as our guest. He's in the hot seat, and... It, it, it finally, it, it's hot. hot. It's, it's, it's heating up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fill the room with the smell of burning hair. <laughs> yes. We're going to be donating our hair real quick so it doesn't get burned. To the fire gods. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That seems like a good time for a break. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll take our first break, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more in depth about hot flashes. On my left, I have Vincent van Kock, that famous French painter. And to my right, I have Stuart McGregor. I'm not sure what he does for a living, but I know he's terribly wealthy and has an incredibly interesting history. I'd like to start out today, gentlemen, by asking you a few questions about what you found women to be like in your extensive world travelers. Um, Stuart, uh, dear, since you're so close to England, what do you think of those fascinating English women? I, well, I think they're okay, but they're, they're a wee bit clammy. I just spoke to the one that to be with. Uh-huh. And you, Vincent, uh, how do you find Greek women to be? Um, I think they kind of, uh, I couldn't find any bitty titties by George Thorogood. See, because it must have been one of those school bus things or some guy, like some guy's dad who told him. Yeah, about someone it. told him. I can find words in relation. This is itty bitty titties. Well, then maybe it's like a hook in a song or something. Probably. Uh, but I don't I don't know the song. I'm not a George Thorogood. Um, Aficionado. Well, a historian. Definitely not an aficionado, but even on like a academic disinterested level, I don't really have you any desire cons- to uh, consider him in academic study. He's, you could is he text worthy? He's gonna I'm, print him. I'm sure there's thoroughgood studies out there. Yeah, I got my doctorate in thoroughgood studies. <laughs> if anybody questions like a resume or something, I'm gonna say it's thoroughgood. <laughs> I hate him. Hate him and his destroyers. He's got saxophone in his rock and roll, and I I can't hate on that. Sometimes I like that, but I don't know with him. I just feel like he's I feel like he's he's too contrived for me. Do you believe George Thurgood is bad to the bone? No, I feel like he did what a lot of white dudes did and stole some yeah, black guys' blues songs. And he's but... just some boomer with the guitar. I'm <laughs> sick of his bullshit. I. I, d- I definitely I cannot argue against that, but my music taste is definitely it's trashy, stupid. Yeah. But I'll talk to I'll find somebody who'll talk about it. I yeah. I don't know. Like George Thorogood does feel a little bit more uh, goofy to me than like Stevie Ray Vaughan, maybe because that that that's like I guess something I could compare him to. I feel like Stevie Ray Vaughan feels more legitimate. And I don't know what that's based off of. It's based... He can probably, like... His, his love of turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> I think his, talent alone. It's very genuine. Yeah, his fine hats <laughs> that he loved. Uh, Isn't his fingernails... Aren't they very, sh- like, different and long and sharp than most people's? Um, he had long, scary fingernails like Lopan. <laughs> and he would just... Oh. He would just caress people. Uh, <laughs> It all makes me think of being on your dad's boat, just listening to Katmandu just blare out of like one kind of like broken speaker while the sun just blasts yeah. me. Anything? Even though that's Bob Seger, but I'm blaming that memory on George Thorogood. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of a good way to live life is just blaming George Thorogood for random things. He's a destroyer. <laughs> he is. <laughs> George Thorogood and his destroyers destroyed my life. <laughs> Would he claim to be a destroyer, though? And uh, Well, he had a band of them. Kiss. I know, but is Tom Petty a heartbreaker, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've always Well, his that. band, at least, were heartbreakers. Yeah. But I would say, 
If you say that it's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, does that imply that Tom Petty is not a heartbreaker? I don't know. Ask Joan Jett. Is she a black heart? Yes. If you said Michelangelo and the Ninja Turtles, I guess that... See, like, Wolverine and the X-Men happened a few times, and that's BS to me, because I, like, I love Wolverine, but... He was an original. He wasn't on that first team. He was he he was on that second team, that, that reboot team in the seventies. Yes. Or sixties, whenever that was. It was so you're right. Yes. But they de- a destroyer is he like Gozer the Destroyer? Uh-huh. Gozer the Gozerian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he gonna uh, you know, just a free association hour now. <laughs> if, we're, if this is actually a recorded moment, then yes, and we're not talking and pretending to talking to a mic. Are I'm we always... recording? Are we right now? Are we recording? Yes, we're recording. Okay, We've yeah, been we're... recording for four and a half minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know. Jeez. Oh, uh, I guess that was news to Tyler. I want What's sc- that? I want scotch. I want whiskey. I want beer. It's it's bourbon, scotch, and beer. I Whatever. Think. I always get it mixed up because I don't care. <laughs> it's it's one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer, right? Yeah. But... Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Kingpin? I haven't actually. No. Okay. Well, never mind. Because there's parts of that song that make me think of a moment in the movie Kingpin where he's trying to not he can't pay rent, but he ends up screwing his landlord, and <laughs> it's it's great. I don't. It's a wonderful wonderful movie. I would take that to my desert island bungalow with electricity kingpin yeah that, that and a bowling alley you take both yeah you take a bowling alley with you to a desert island uh, yeah i got everything there <laughs> who resets the pins how did they do it and there will be blood how did they get reset did some like lowly house servant go back and reset the pin you're, you're bringing a servant with you're you to the a desert bowling island? alley a servant and a copy of kingpin and oscar wilde and oscar wilde's bones or just him him okay so you're taking your time machine to the island so you can go get oscar wilde that's what they're gonna the kids are gonna say in the clubs now let's get oscar wilde <laughs> no one can go to clubs right now maybe they, when they they can go to club la vida and Panama City Beach, Florida. Oh yeah, you can, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want in Florida. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, are we back? That was the real break. Yeah, we've been back for like seven minutes. Yeah, it's we're like... yeah we're at seven minutes now on the recording. I have an excellent internal clock. It's all part of my amazing brain. <laughs> Just like the rules of WSEX, the studio, at, uh, the rules are the same. That's true. We're definitely just fucking off instead of doing the job we're supposed to do. Yeah, anytime I gotta change a light, there's the weather girl. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, let me change this light. Come on. Uh, Alright, so let's talk a little bit about Hot Flashes, uh, which takes place, of course, on WSEX, Channel 69. Uh, Somewhere in California. Uh, Certainly in California. Down in San Francisco. Yeah. All the perverts live. That damn Tanner family lives there. <laughs> it's true. Like he said, all the perverts. <laughs> yeah. So, Hot Flashes opens up and we see the Channel 69 news crew make their way onto the set very slowly and difficultly. Uh, I think the idea here is to introduce us to the newscast, but 
Um, based on the terrible audio in this film, there's a lot of things that you miss out on, including the names of the newscast at the beginning. Yes, that's uh, what we spent five minutes at the beginning puzzling that out. Right, and we're still not 100% sure on Rosie Raindrop or Rosie Rimjob. Yeah, I think it's Raindrop. Well, we've already decided against it. Is Raindrop a thing other than, you know, precipitation? Uh, yeah. Like, there's a double entendre? Uh, I don't know that it's like a, uh, an innuendo. Yeah, I think they're just names, goofball names. It's all Greek to me. I mean, Rebecca Wallflower isn't really a double entendre. Josephine Juicy Fruit no, might be. No, because she's not a wallflower at all. No. No, she's... It's just her there. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our names. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we get uh, Josephine Juicy Fruit, uh, Rebecca Wallflower, and Rosie Raindrop left to right on the screen. As, as they're getting on set, we also get cuts away to a man and woman watching TV at home who are uh, fucking. Uh, this is definitely something that harkens back to pulsating flesh. Yes, the audience uh, for your film within the film. Yes. Hmm. So. Yeah, you weren't here for that one, but there's uh, the basic structure of that is there's a pair of people watching... This two broad, women. Yeah, two women watching a broadcast on TV. And on that broadcast, they're showing reenactments of, like, other sexual, like, things. Escapades. Like sex. Yeah, but it just, there's, it's a couple layers deep for a porn film that doesn't need to be. And we're in a similar situation here, it seems I like, like. it. And anything, a room lit by the, uh, the boob tube, I always like. Yeah, me too. It's very, uh, poltergeist, very... I don't know. A lot of people... I do feel like this film could have used more skeletons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more real skeletons floating in water. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a, a, a stock, a bone stock. Human stock. Oh, yeah, they definitely made soup out of all that after they were done. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, so they start the newscast and of the things that they're talking about, they mentioned that American women are participating in more sexual activities than the Russians, uh, and that the cold war is going to be one with hot action. Hell yeah. So then we get a segment where Rebecca Wallflower is on the street interviewing, uh, people on the street and we get introduced to our cast of characters for the film because they all play extras in this scene. Um... <laughs> All the people that she tries to interview are being weird. One of the guys was upset that there was a camera in his face, but then, like, people realize that they're on TV, and then everybody starts to crowd around the screen. Yeah, they all want to... Like, oh, is this a porn picture or whatever? <laughs> then it was like, oh, they're on TV? Right. Did that happen to you very often? If people saw you out, or they, uh... I was... Did if you, you go to anywhere with alcohol, they love it. But I was at a machine gun shoot for at least two to three years in a row at uh -huh. Knob, Knob Creek machine gun shoot, and they don't allow alcohol there because that would be a massacre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they did were not so. Some people would talk, but it was like pulling teeth. Yeah, that weren't there. Yeah, they thought you were. <laughs> they thought you were the lion. Fake news. 
But it was awesome. I got to ride in a Huey helicopter. That's pretty dope. I'm glad yeah. you're still alive. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you didn't do you weren't in many man-on-the-street segments? Um, yes, but anything that was, like, at a festival where, you know, they were boozed up, then, yeah, it was, it was easy to get your, your shot. Any good memorable ones, or, like, did anybody, like, sexually assault a reporter in front of you you had to deal with that or something uh, maybe more the... light hearted <laughs> that's what like I, that... you went straight dark well that's usually what happens <laughs> oh boy um shit were, were there any times that you mentioned it being like pulling teeth trying to get the right footage and stuff were there any times where you were just there forever trying to get something that would be usable on the news talking like, to like would they ever talk to like a shit ton of people before they got something i guess it is the best way to do it is to just grab as much as you can and sift sift through the wreckage right um and uh actually when you go to interview people say at those machine gun shoots you're mostly a stand standing behind stuff that's smoking and like riddled with bullet holes so it's really weird <laughs> <laughs> i'd imagine but some people are not frightened by the camera and other people are and they 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 do the whole ron burgundy or not ron burgundy the talladega Nightman. and they would do his whole hand with the hand thing what do i do with my hands <laughs> and, and i can't quite answer your question okay that's fair okay. Enough. excellent let's talk about the man and his silky hair the first man you meet with the silky hair? Uh, yes. So Rebecca pulls a guy away from the crowd of people, which is just like six feet back from where she was standing before. But somehow she has dodged all of the people on the street that were hounding them. She starts to ask the guy about oral sex, and he responds that it's disgusting, uh, but she explains that that's what they talk about on Channel 69. Uh, she asks him if he likes to give or receive better, and he says that he likes both. She tells him to give her his impression on how the real thing feels. Uh, he's very shocked by this, but she gets down and starts to blow him. Uh, as she's going, he says, you're a real pro. And she says, practice makes perfect. He pretty quickly after comes, uh, stroking to his finish, and she licks it uh, a bit after. Yeah, uh, he comes so fast that the terrible Muzak like has to cut off in the middle before it really gets going, which <laughs> I'm pretty thankful for. They need to get him off screen quick. Yeah, uh, that's the thing about a lot of the sex in this movie, it's really short for like porn. A lot of it is, but there are a couple that are there really long. There are a couple long. that are very long, yes. The, the paid programming ones. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it can't outstay his welcome just based off of how short it is, but mm -hmm. there are a couple that might a little is bit. Is there a quota? Do you have to meet a dick quota? Or do you, is that just something like, like, that? would be up to the producer. Yeah, there, there the may be. the in charge. Right, yeah. Whichever wise guy financed it uh, gets to make all the calls, but... Yeah. Um, I think that some producers and directors probably had a formula that they followed. But if you look across the industry as a whole, there's not really a uh, consistent answer to that. Because a lot of the films that we cover kind of work at both ends of the spectrum as far as like how much sex they have on screen, how long the scenes are versus how many they are and all of that. It kind of varies. 
Um, I would say, though, that as we get into the 80s, we start getting into the VHS era. And that's where these films kind of uh, change drastically. Mm-hmm. As the VHS uh, thing starts to take hold, there's a lot less reliance on these films making money at these uh, dirty raincoat theaters. Were there any films that, pornographic films that went strictly beta and said, we'll, we'll go with I, you, beta, and not you? VHS. I don't know the answer to that question, but I recall like there being kind of a, a sentiment that the format that porn chooses is the one that wins. Right, I know and, that, but there had to have been maybe one that said, like, We'll try beta. I know it's a little bit more. Right, right. We're doing it all on laser discs. <laughs> I'm now, an auteur. <laughs> now, I, I know that on the whole, VHS was embraced by the porn industry, but I'm not sure that I feel like there there may have been some releases on mm-hmm. beta, but I just don't know. Yeah, we'll have to really dig in the moldy we'll old a boxes hot news a, flash for you. <laughs> we'll dig in the moldy old boxes at a dwarf stall at the flea market. <laughs> now that that's an interesting question though. Yes, thank you. Um, you bring new perspectives. But as as we get into the video era, we see a lot more focus on the sex and less focus on the narrative as time goes on. Um, and this is kind of getting there in that time frame. But it's also possible that this guy was shooting things like this the whole time, just because I don't know his other work. Anyhow, (laughs) Rebecca asks the guy how he feels about oral sex now, and he says that uh, that was very different to him, and he's very satisfied. We cut back to the studio, and they talk about how they're going to do a report on which batteries last the longest in their vibrators. Yes. They have these 80s-style long plastic vibrators. Oh, yes, yes. The classic. Uh, Hard plastic. Hard plastic. No flexibility. Yes. I know we talk about a lot about how sex toys have really come a long way, but now you can get your own genitals made in, like, strange, lifelike polymers. Yes, yes, you can. That will vibrate or shoot goo or whatever you want. (laughs) And it's tough to think that there was a time when this is what people were satisfied with. Yes, it just shows how privileged we are in our lives. Yeah. To have much better sex toys. Yeah. What a glorious age. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we see the three news anchors uh, start to use the vibrators on their vaginas and uh, they enjoy it for a minute but the producer tells them they need to move on rosie raindrop or rim job she talks about meeting two men who are world travelers and asked about their experiences with women around the world so she's talking to two men one is vincent van cock who's a painter okay yes of course Uh, And the other one is Scoot McGregor, uh, and they're not sure of his occupation, but he is wealthy. Yes, uh, wealthy, I guess Scottish? Perhaps. Scootish, yeah. (laughs) He's Scootish. Um, She asks him about British women, and uh, one of them seems to be on the fence, and the other one doesn't really like him that much, it seems. Uh, But they then indicate that neither of them has had an American woman. So... Rosie tells them that they should come back next week to uh, tell her about American women, but 
they decide to just fuck her now. Yeah. They yeah, they just like, oh, we'll just go ahead and do it. <laughs> That's European, though. That's how they do it over there. So she starts to protest, but her only real protest is to tell the camera to stop a few times. Uh, but then she just goes along about it and makes a comment about the things she does for her fans. <laughs> She blows the two of them a bit, and then uh, Vincent Van Cock fucks her from behind. And uh, it's worth noting, this is Francis Papillon. Yeah. Uh, our butterfly tattooed on the butt. Yes. French stuff. Have you seen, you've never seen his butt before, but... I've, I, I've have seen it now. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be able to pick it out in, like, a butt lineup. You know, it's probably a, a very genius move for him. Amongst all the, you know, bleach blonde... Yeah, dudes in the, the industry, like yeah, you gotta put a stamp or something He's different. He's really jacked and bleach blonde, so he kind of looks like Dolph Lundgren, but then he goes like an extra step and gets a butterfly tattooed on his ass. Yes, something that Dolph Lundgren doesn't have the balls to do. He's a coward yes. of a rocket scientist slash movie star. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, best Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. You had sex with Grace Jones. And y'all were super high on coke, just dancing. Can I can I touch you for that? Yeah, let's all collect just a little sample of Dolph Lundgren's ball sweat. <laughs> Put it behind our ears and go find Grace Jones's of our own. Yes. Excellent. It is uh, the brotherhood that we like to build on the Raincoat Report. <laughs> so uh, Vincent Van Cock is fucking her from behind while she blows a uh, scoot. And, uh, scoot. Vincent pulls out and comes on her ass, and Scoot finally comes as she uh, jacks him off. I don't feel like anyone named Scoot's actually getting laid, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, if we get a thousand listeners, I will get a Francis Papillion-style tattoo. Oh, I love this. Yes, I'm going to say it now. If we can ever do it, if we ever make it. So you're saying now let, let me let me get the metrics nailed down so that we can write out this binding contract here. Yeah. Are you saying that if we have consistently week to week a thousand listens, or has reached a thousand and it, it's there, so we can have like a thousand individuals. Okay. Fans, I don't know. We'll we'll work on the. I'm into this idea now. But, I, I really love this idea. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call our friend little Steven up. Um. We'll get this worked out. Yeah, we'll get it. I'm definitely down for it. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely, on my shapely, hairy backside. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, tell your friends uh, to listen, even to pretend to listen. Yeah, you know. I'm not picky. If, uh, if a thousand people download it and don't listen to it, it still counts as a download. I still gotta get Even a the robot tattoo. that listens counts. Yeah. If you got... Robots harvesting Bitcoin, just divert a couple of them to downloading our show. <laughs> and then I'll post a, my tattooed ass. Excellent. And yes. you'll get banned from Instagram for it. Excellent. <laughs> the time has come. Uh, so. <laughs> come. Yes, Tyler. Excellent. So, uh, Vincent Scoot and Rosie are all laying together afterwards and, uh, she says that foreign men prefer American women two to one and sends it back to the studio. There's a little point where she has like both of their hooded European cocks and is like kind of like trying to rub the tips together and is kind of like amused with herself. Oh, yeah. That was cute. 
like this. Someone, someone had a hooded ball sack in this film. Did they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know which part, but I definitely saw you it. You saw a hooded ball sack? I, I pointed it out. Uh, yeah, we Tyler was over and we watched the end of this earlier, and uh, it, it's uh, during a... Uh, it's during the next scene, in fact. Okay. So I'll, uh, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll so, savor it. So uh, they return to the studio, and Rebecca Wallflower's on the phone. So she hangs up her call, and then they send it to commercial. So during the commercial, we see a man and woman laying in bed, head to foot, and there's a voiceover talking about uh, being limp, not having a spring in your step anymore. And it's uh, selling the contents of a bottle... Uh, it is Wonderful Wally's Virility Pills. <laughs> so uh, they 69 so- sideways a bit. Uh, as they kind of go at it with each other, we hear the narrator voiceover saying, Swallow too slowly, you'll end up with a stiff neck. Take too many and you'll pole vault right out. Uh, they note that an older customer took too many and died uh, coming and going at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Susan at the same time. So we have the man and woman in the commercial doing it, and then we cut back to the people who were watching the TV show earlier in the film. They're watching at home, and the woman tells the man to take some of the pills. They apparently already have some of Wonderful Wally's virility pills. Yeah, they're good consumers. Uh, yes, they saw the commercial. They've seen this commercial so many times now. Yeah, this well, whole eight-minute commercial. Yeah, this whole, uh, what'd you call it, Tyler? It's a, we call it a paid program. Oh, yes. Yes, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a commercial. It's like that Panini lady. Yeah. Or the Tony Little lady. <laughs> the <laughs> the Tony, Tony Little lady? The, little... the, the gazelle man. Okay. Yeah, Tony Little is the guy with the gazelle. All right. Um, Chuck Norris did the Bowflex. Yeah. With Christy Brinkley. Yes. The worst taste in men. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy at home takes a pill and immediately gets a boner. And she starts to blow him. So we cut back and forth from the commercial to the people at home. Uh, They change sex positions several times. And like I said, this goes on for like eight minutes. This, I believe, is the longest sex scene in the film by... A pretty significant margin. Yes. Although we do have two going on at the same time, at least. Yes. The couple on the commercial, the guy has like a, he's a mullet, but it's like a Paul McCartney mullet. Yes. <laughs> he has a, that look about him That's like he's going to go join Wings. Yeah. The gene pool of um, Scott Bayo. Yeah. Um, they all had the same... Flip, flop, and fly. Yeah, they yeah. all have that same kind of flip, flop, and fly mullet. Uh, yeah, you missed time. you missed Scott Bayo in the film we covered a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. His poster was. Oh yeah, yeah. He I just actually watched you. Remember the, the yeah? I think I told being you brought up in yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's doing some real moves though. He does a jackhammer. Uh, yes, he does it, but they're facing opposite directions, which is yeah. not the way it normally goes. No. And um, they're both screaming while it's happening. <laughs> because it looks insane and painful. Yeah. Uh, he's also doing like a side, something where he's like fucking her, like while she's sideways. They're doing and, a, yeah. a, a scissor of sorts. Yeah. 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 It's a, um, 
At that point, though, in I don't know how they did it when they filmed it, but the way they cut it, I was thinking like it's just a, 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 a hot mess, and that's not one I would. I want to go in an airing out position at that point. <laughs> an airing out position. Mm-hmm. The narrator in the commercial says, "Don't be half baked. Be cocksure." Yes. Uh, the Ooh. guy in the commercial is fucking the woman in the commercial missionary, and then he pulls out and comes. Uh, but then she yells at him to put it back in. I believe she's trying to get pregnant. Yeah, put it back in, you fool. I'm trying to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue, I did have some issues making it out, but that was clear to me. Yeah, by what happened, that's what I assumed, but I couldn't make out the line at all. Uh, again, the sound in this movie is kind of terrible. Uh, we were watching it earlier, and some of the lines are like big and booming and like loud the way that we had it turned up. And then some of the other lines were just completely inaudible to the fact that there are definitely points in the movie where there's complete silence and people are moving their mouths. Someone ran a magnet over the videotape. (laughs) (laughs) So at the end of the commercial, we cut back to the studio and they're talking about how uh, June 21st, I believe it is. I think it's the 20th. Okay, June 20th. The president's declaring, and I believe it's Clean Clit Day? Yeah, Clean Your Clit Day. Clean Your Clit Day. So keep, put that on your calendars, ladies. <laughs> the feminists are up in arms. Yeah, yeah, they're up in arms because it's also Uncut Meat Day, and oh. they believe in equal time. Oh, okay. Well, I've ran they, into one of those. Why though. should they be up in arms if they're getting equal time? I, I think they want their own day to oh. clean the clit day. Okay. Well, come to the future because you can get a day for everything. At first, I thought maybe they were feminists and didn't want you to clean your clit. <laughs> and I was like, that seems odd. But yeah, the way you're... Yes, that makes more sense. Like I said, audio issues. Yeah, it's tough to figure out what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, it's at this point that the broadcast loses sound altogether. And we see the producer show up on camera and he's trying to figure out what's going on. But they also notice... That Josephine's not at the desk anymore. No, no. And then we cut, and she is over blowing one of the crew guys. They ask what she's doing, and she notes that her vibrator died. Okay, so she's first out in the vibrator battery contest. Yes, and I will say that I do appreciate that this storyline was maintained through the film. Yeah, it would have been very easy to drop it. Yes, but uh, Leonard Kurtman didn't let it go. And that's important to us. <laughs> Particularly when you consider the uh, production value of this film, this seems like something that could have fallen through the cracks. Right. They keep yelling at her while she's blowing the crew guy, and then she rides the guy, Cowgirl, on top of a table over there. Mm-hmm. The couple at home are still fucking, and eventually the crew guy pulls out and comes. He wasn't very interested at first. Yeah, at the beginning of the blowjob, he was at like 50% hardness, but uh, she finished him off, and then he starts to fuck her doggy style from behind. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's still at it, uh, probably with another half boner. Yeah. But hey, two half boners. They almost cause a workplace incident that doesn't come to fruition. Uh, 
like the cherry picker or whatever they're fucking on is like <laughs> starts like trying to roll away. Oh yeah. And I was expecting that to be maybe a plot point or something. But... Yeah, there is a moment where the camera focuses on the wheels of it moving. Yeah. But I guess that was just to, to good show, cinematography. Yeah, just to illustrate the point. That was good Kubrickian cinematography. Now that's filmmaking. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I love little details that seem important but don't pay off. Yeah. So the crew guy uh, finishes fucking her doggy style. Uh, he's got her dress pulled over her head completely. Yeah. Uh, and then he seemingly finishes inside of her. Uh, we don't see the evidence of it, but, uh, you know, especially it being his second load, there probably wouldn't be much there anyway. Sure, yeah. So... <laughs> so Josephine afterwards says that she thinks she can do her weather report now uh, Now that she's in the mood So the guy at home says he's going to come And then he uh, does uh, After thanking Wally for his pills <laughs> So we cut back to the news And Rosie's complaining about the films of today uh, She says that she doesn't want to see a bunch of titties She wants to see... Big hairy balls. She wants to see beef, beards, muscles, hairy balls, and then she just starts to yell and has to be reined in by Rebecca. Uh, she mentions some film titles, which I did not get. No, I didn't either. Sorry, they weren't... It was They were barely audible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she talks about how her biggest cinematic orgasm was... Uh, something she looks back fondly on, and Rebecca pressures her to say what film it was, and she reveals that it was Lassie Come Home. Which... Uh, there's a moment of silence and awkwardness at that point. Yeah. And then uh, Rebecca throws it to another segment. That... I guess the joke is bestiality. Uh, I guess. But the, I don't... I, I don't know if it's necessarily bestiality. This joke didn't, it didn't Versus... land. <laughs> We might needed to be. Maybe I needed to be there. But even 1984, we may have needed it to may, jump back even more. It may just be that like it was the unexpected answer, and that's the whole humor of it. I guess so. Is it a weird Al answer? <laughs> is, it, is it wholesome? Kind of. Kind of. So then we get pitched to another uh, paid advertisement segment. Where uh, we have a restaurant, uh, a woman is checking out a customer, and then she walks back into the restaurant and walks by a table where uh, Francois Papillon is uh, sitting. Uh, he grabs her ass as she's walking by, and she turns around and asks if he wants a menu, and he's shocked because the last time he did this, she slapped him. <laughs> but she explains that they've changed their policy at the store yeah. and gets him a menu. Uh, did you write down the menu by chance? No. Did you? No. No. I think it said oral. Oral quickie is oral the first quickie, one. Then it said. I think that's like nine ninety nine as an oral quickie. Great. Yeah. Then she says something that's not on the menu. Uh, it's it's a more elaborate oral. I think. I think I don't know. I know it was like twelve ninety eight. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine was straight sex, I believe. Then she says something about something Chinese that was yeah. $29.98 or something like that. And then the last thing on the menu was Greek, was Greek style, which was $49.98 or As whatever she it is. she flipped up her 
or I'm butt good. covering. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's butt stuff. Yeah. It's Greek. Yes, and it's an. It, she also calls it an anal surprise, which sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> be a Dragon Ball. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be worse and browner. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the surprise I wanted during anal. No. So uh, he orders the oral quickie, and she starts to go down on him. And we see throughout the restaurant, there's a bunch of stuff going on. A guy's fucking a waitress doggy style, and others going down on a waitress. Uh, and then there's this country style song that's playing, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, about the restaurant. I will say this film has several, it's got, what I assume are original songs. Yeah, it's got several original compositions for their uh, products. A couple more songs than you might call it a musical. <laughs> Perhaps. Just a couple. Just a couple. Uh do you think this chain is affiliated with Country Girl Pizza? Uh, perhaps. I didn't think about that. They're both in California. That's true. Uh, this is several years later. Well, it was a change in policy. So perhaps uh, the people who uh, owned Bob Hot and Sauce. Chin. Yeah, yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob Chin, Chin bought, bought out. this restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we get what I thought was a DP going down, but actually the guy on the bottom doesn't have his dick in, so it's just anal sex with a guy who has his dick outside of a vagina on the bottom. This film has a lot of, like, simulated sex. Oh, yeah? There's some other stuff that comes up later I'll talk about, but yeah, like, kind of like that where he's not really in, but he's supposed to be probably. Right, right. Or, uh, just... Yeah, people doing, like, really exaggerated sex. It just doesn't yes. seem real at all. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a, a woman doing a, an almost bicycle kick. Yes. The, yeah, the that's thing. one of the, yeah. <laughs> so, the guy who's fucking this broad in the ass uh, is still wearing his socks. I made note of that. Yeah, me too. So, we see three women uh, at the end show up and tell the viewer what to try including the rump roast and sunny side up i think and something else yeah uh, we get back to the newsroom and the women were distracted and kind of noticed that they're back on rebecca throws to an interview she did with quarterback jock strap yes um where she posts some penetrating questions she notes mm-hmm. uh yeah. josephine like yells when she finds out that that's what's going on. I yeah. guess she was excited about Jockstrap, yeah, and she wants... she's like, "How did you get to interview Jockstrap?" She's not a fucking weather girl, Josephine. Yeah, you're Maybe. supposed to talk about the weather. You yeah, you're not supposed to fucking talk to celebrities. Uh, Tyler, do you ever meet any celebrities? Well, yeah, but one that the one that came to mind right away was Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, that was awful. That was just Jeez. like the worst day at work ever. Like, they didn't let me stay in the studio. <laughs> you weren't allowed in the studio. No. Yeah, he th- would have thought you were riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, I didn't know you let pores work here. Yeah, but um, Lou Diamond Phillips was awesome. That's oh, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yeah. You got to. Yeah, he was doing some like King Lear thing in in town, and uh, I didn't care about that. But I was, oh, yeah, you just got to meet him. I got to talk about La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was in uh, the FX series You're the Worst playing himself, but he was like a weird, goofy character. He uh, His big thing was that he was growing lemons, but they're not good for lemonade. But like if anybody approaches his lemons, he yells at him because he needs those lemons. 
He seemed like a, a, a funny guy. Lemons are a comedy fruit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> if you got some fucked up hands, then you're going to hate handling these lemons. You oh, these lemons are burning my hands. <laughs> or you, you take a bite into one and you make a face and you're like, <laughs> very funny. Uh, spray lemon juice in a man's eye and he screams. Hilarious. Touch your pee hole after handling lemons. Kids selling lemonade. It's funny. <laughs> in its way. When they get shut down by the government. That's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when a G-Man comes and just fucking smashes a child's hopes and dreams with an axe handle. <laughs> it says you're on to something. <laughs> Keep pulling the string. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid's like, what? <laughs> so we cut to the interview uh, that Rebecca did with Jock Strap. She asks him if sex before a game hinders his performance or helps it, uh, but he tells her that he can make a pass anytime. Day she, or night. Day or night, that's Did, right. Were there audio issues in the film, in this scene for you all? Yes, I think so. Okay. At first I couldn't tell if it was the film or if it was like the movie itself because they'd already set a precedent for uh, the audio jacking off, um, yeah, but it was just the movie, the 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 final problem. Someone kicked the audio plug out like a bunch of times during this film and re- plugged it back in really quick. It's over and over again. <laughs> oh shit! Click. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to start over though. Like when, I, like when I fell asleep and kicked the ball outlet out when we were watching uh, Oh, WrestleMania little, yeah. one year, I think. Yeah, that was, was fun. great. I, yeah. fell, I just <laughs> fell asleep sitting up and kicked the wall plug out. <laughs> like right at the end of like a match everyone had been waiting for to yeah. <laughs> it was just like oh come on just yeah. an eruption and then he I'm woke a, up yeah I'm a cartoon character <laughs> um, <laughs> Rebecca asks him to take his shirt off and asks him what exercises he does to stay in shape and he tells her he fucks she says no seriously what exercises do you do and he says oh I fuck she asks him a little bit more, and he mentions that he does push-ups, and so she asks for him to do some push-ups for them. An impressive push-up. Yes, he has an impressive push-up, he says. That's right. He says that he has to take his pants off because that helps with his flexibility, uh, but then he also asks for her to take her pants off because that's going to help him. She says she's not sure why, but okay. Then she takes her shirt off. She translated that as shirt right <laughs> he tells her to lay back on the couch and then he says here i go so he's completely naked at this point and then he starts to bend down as if he's going to do a push-up on the floor but then he just darts over to the couch mm. and then pushes his dick into and her he mouth starts face fucking her yes uh, uh, he's he is to be fair he is uh He's doing a push-up. He's up. doing a push-up on the side of the couch while he's doing this, at least. I was really disappointed because at first I thought we were going to see a man do a cock push-up. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I need you to get undressed so I can get hard. And then we were going to see him just, like, rise. <laughs> like, just something, like, cool and kind of freakish. Like, oh, hey, this guy can lift his weight with his dick. Let's put him in the movie. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, no, it wasn't. But, but this was still fun. Yeah. I'm just saying I could write a better movie. For sure. If I could find a man who could do a cock push-up. <laughs> if you can do a cock push-up, raincoatreport at gmail.com, let us know. You can do tattoos. 
<laughs> yeah, if also, you could do a butterfly can, tattoo. It could even be a Chris Angel cock push-up where we don't know the difference if it's real or not. We don't care. Yeah, if yeah. you could do an illusion, yeah. a cock push-up. If you can create an illusory, any kind of illusory cock magic that you might know, we would love to learn. <laughs> so uh, he's fucking her mouth and then he's... At the end, he's counting, and he counts to 50, and then he gets down and starts to suck on her nipples. Uh, He tells her to lay back down and this time take off her pants so he can show her his push-in. Oh, Uh, yeah. That's also an exercise. uh, Yes, and uh, he does. So he fucks her missionary on the couch and eventually pulls out and comes on her tits. There's another... It might be an original composition going on during this, too. Oh, yes. Um, which I like this one the most because there's like this really like rocking, like Hammond organ solo going through it at yeah. one point. Um, it fucking smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's at this point that we finally get the weather report from Josephine. Kind of. We see well, the yeah. diorama of people that represent geographical figures yeah she says some random weather stuff and then she walks back to what is supposed to represent the weather map i believe but it was a naked man and woman mm-hmm. uh the woman has some some lingerie on it was but, the uh, peaks and valleys yeah she starts her weather report going over and uh talks about the weather in the valley and puts her hand between the woman's tits and then she talks about the weather in the bush getting wet very wet so uh, she puts her hand down to the uh, the bush. The bush. Uh, she then straddles the woman's face, uh, saying that her bush hasn't been wet lately, and uh, which seems odd because she was just fucked by a crew guy like five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and so she's just she's fucked. She's fucked up. yeah that that's one thing that tyler noticed is rebecca wallflower seems to be mostly there but the other two newswomen seem to be in a drug haze the whole time yeah they're on an adventure yeah (laughs) Uh, raindrop or raindrop jim jim rob jim rob raindrop rim job rosie rim job she i think is having the hardest time and is it juicy fruit yeah. She is, oh, I think she handles herself, but her eyes don't lie. <laughs> no, uh, I don't want to be like mean to uh, Miss Juicy Fruit, but did anyone else think she kind of looks like Miss Piggy? She, she has like that curly mop of blonde hair, and then like her nose is just kind of upturned enough. <laughs> She's just got just enough flesh about her. I think she was an ever changing. Thing, person like she was wearing glasses at one a point doppelganger. yeah of course i she could i don't know how a mimic yeah she was she was a mimic she was actually a bug the whole time <laughs> where are you mira servino help us uh so josephine's getting her uh pussy eaten by the woman she moves over to the guy and talks about over here in the hilly country, there was a mudslide as she puts her hand between the guy's <laughs> butt cheeks. Gross. Uh, and then she rubs his ass a little bit and kisses it a few times. And then she says, over here in the forest, and then she rolls him over. She said that the rain did nicely for the growth of trees, and then she grabs his dick. We cut over to the guy and the woman who are being used for this weather report looking at each other, and the woman says, lovely weather we're having. 
<laughs> uh, she tells him where her dressing room is, the third door on the right, and then warns him not to go into the third door on the left where the gay newsmen hang out. Yeah, that's where all the gays are. Uh, Corral them all into one room that they have to share. I feel like there's an implication being made here that if he goes to the gay men's room, he may be assaulted or something. Well, I mean, following most of the film, that seems like a pretty safe bet. Yeah. (laughs) Considering, uh, yes. (laughs) Considering the previous two or three assaults. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. The two girls finish off the guy from the weather report, uh, stroking and licking him. Okay. Now, here's where I was talking about simulated sex. Uh, the Asian woman, who I believe is Christara Barrington, uh-huh. uh, she's not really licking his dick. Her tongue, like, comes out, and she kind of does maybe, like, a gentle, like, Neh. but it's very, like, or, like, not at all. So, she's it, not in this scene. Is she not? No, this the, is a blonde woman who's laying next to... I thought that was a... No, she doesn't. Lady. She doesn't show up until the Love Airlines uh, segment, Girl, I and then it she was her in like a wig. I don't know. She looks like a gelfing. So there is, <laughs> there is a scene later on where they're showing off this uh, vagina cream, the flavored cream. Yeah, and then she and uh, Rosie Raindrop in a red red wig blow the weather guy with the cream on his dick, and maybe that's what you're thinking of later on. The postman. The postman? The postman always comes twice? I don't... It might be my notes. Since I couldn't really figure out who was who, my notes are kind of unclear. Yeah, this... I just watched this like an hour hour before you showed up. Um, I feel like you can see up whoever's nose, though, and there's a big booger. So, yes. That's just true. Yes, during this scene, you can see inside this blonde woman's nose. Uh, See, I thought it was... I guess I thought it was just like a someone in a wig and not like a separate Her hair wig. is very wiggy. There's a lot of hair in this film that doesn't look quite real. <laughs> 80s hair is bad, but she, this looks just, I don't know. She sprayed bad on this wig. The woman in this scene is Lisa Lake, according to the adult, the internet adult film database. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and she's the one with the booger in her nose that and, you can see as she... Okay. Like, I saw it at first, and I thought, maybe that's a booger, but maybe it's not a booger. But then she exhaled, and you could see it flapping around in her nose. Yeah, it's a booger. So it's Ooh, a booger. Hanger. It's a little hanger, and she's not really sucking dick. <laughs> so I'm pretty disappointed in her. Did so, she, she licked it, though, right? She gave a little lick, but they weren't big licks. Yeah, that's true. She barely participated. Her and Josephine kind of like kept exchanging glances like they didn't like each other. I don't know if you caught on to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like a rivalry, but that was never um, expounded upon. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like, there. yeah, there's a shot of her face and she changes expressions like four times and... Yeah, it wasn't really expounded upon in any way. But she just doesn't look pleased. <laughs> so uh, Josephine then straddles her and starts to rub her clit. And uh, then we cut back to the news desk shortly thereafter. Rosie says that her vibrator quit. Rebecca's vibrator was the winner. 
believe she said the uh, the brand. I don't remember. One was Duracex. Yeah, was it just like Brand mm-hmm. X or something? I think Brand X was the one that won. Okay. I think Duracex was the one that went out inside of Rosie. Yes. But uh, then Rosie notes that she can't get the vibrator out. It's trapped inside of her. So uh, they halt everything that's going on, and uh, they try to throw it to a commercial, but the producer says that they can't. So then Rebecca gets in front of the camera and starts to talk about the Democratic National Convention. Yes. And then uh, she's yelled at to not worry about that, and she goes over to Rosie to help her get this vibrator out. She said that she wouldn't normally do this, but they have to continue the broadcast. So she starts to uh, touch on Rosie's breasts, and then she goes down on her a bit, uh, trying to loosen her up so that this vibrator comes out. Yes. Rosie undresses to leave only a tie on. Rebecca pulls her clothes off, and they make out, and then they lay across from each other, masturbating. Rebecca tells Rosie to look at how loose her vagina is. (laughs) And uh, Rosie says something about being able to feel herself loosening up. Uh, We get this shot that starts on the WSEX logo and then pans down to Rebecca on top of Rosie. They're just frozen for a few seconds after the camera pans on them. They're clearly waiting for a cue, and then they start acting, uh, at which point Rebecca suggests that Maybe if she sucks on her nipples, it'll help her pain. <laughs> so uh, they do that a little bit and suck on each other, kind of 69 style, their nipples. Oh, yeah. Uh, but finally, Rosie gets frustrated and says she's never going to get it out and says that they should go back to doing the news. They both seem a bit disappointed, but then Rosie says that she found the vibrator. It was in her seat all along. Uh-oh. So then Rebecca says something, and Rosie quickly quips back to her, I thought it was time you eat my pussy, bitch. Yeah. And then it immediately cuts to Rebecca introducing another thing. Yeah. No follow-up to that whatsoever. No, her revenge motive that we didn't know anything about. Right. Yeah, they start calling each other bitch a lot after this point. Yeah, they all hated each other by the end of this film. None of this was acting. (laughs) So they throw to a commercial for Love Airways. Um, this is where we see Christara Barrington. Oh, yes. The, the, yeah, that's definitely her. We see uh, Francis Papillon, who uh, shows up. Uh, he's, I believe he's naked in this scene from the second he walks on camera. Yeah. Uh, she asks if he wants coffee, tea, or milk, but uh, he goes straight for her tits. Yeah, he wants that milk. Yes, and then... Uh, high in protein? Yeah, he said he notes that it's high in protein. That's right. Uh, then she asks if he wants a snack, and then he starts to go down on her. She says that Love Airways has the best snacks in the air. Uh, she starts to blow him, and then we cut to a shot of all the seats empty in the back. And then it cuts into two people fucking on the seats, and then it cuts to nobody... Then it cuts into two other people fucking on the seats. Yeah, they got some real... uh... I I like the editing on that, to be honest. It's goofy, but... Like, it'd be good for, like, a commercial. (laughs) Which which it's supposed to be. Um, We cut back to the newsroom, 
And uh, they say that from 1 to 3 a.m. they have music to come by. Yes. And then we cut to, like, just this montage of a bunch of fucking that I assume had to have come from another movie. Yeah, it looks like it came from a couple different movies. Um, but um, it is mostly the same cast, it appears. Yeah. They're was... on a ship at one point. It's the yeah. Yeah. It's like a, an Amistad ship or something. I don't know if it's an Amistad ship. <laughs> it's definitely someone's like. Do you know though? Boat. I'm making guesses. Right. Um, that it's not a slave ship. <laughs> um, but they're probably all from like Leonard Kirkman films. It's just like a yeah, probably like facials from Leonard Kirkman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of cum shots. It's great. So then we cut to another commercial of a uh, fruit-flavored vagina cream. Uh, it's Luscious Lips, yes. which I couldn't make out at first, but I eventually figured out. A mailman uh, comes by, and they stop him, asking him to taste test their vaginas. So he starts going down on the redhead in this scene, who is Dorothy Onan, who is uh, Rosie Raindrop, but she's wearing a red wig here. Yes. Um, so he's going down on her, and he guesses it's strawberry at first, but finally guesses correctly that it's cherry. He starts going down on the second woman, who is uh, Christara Barrington again, mm -hmm. and uh, he guesses several things, including chocolate, but uh, he's wrong several times before finally guessing cherry, which was correct. So it was both the same flavor. He didn't recognize yeah, that. Yeah, he's never right. <laughs> they tell the camera that they're going to try it on the mailman uh, because it's good on Cox as well. Oh, good. And uh, they're going to try this banana coconut flavor on him for a real tropical delight. <laughs> they rub it on his cock and then they take turns blowing him. Uh, he strokes himself to finish. We cut back to the newsroom, and Rebecca is covering the 1984 Sex Olympics. So we cut to an on-scene location, uh, which is clearly just some dude's house. Yeah, it looks like a room from earlier in the film, but I can't quite place it. Uh, perhaps. But it also looks like maybe this whole thing was filmed in a house. Yeah. Like, if you look I don't at... know, man. I think that's a bad set. You think so? Yeah, I think it's a studio somewhere i don't think it's a, a film studio right i don't think it's a, a, even a television studio i think it might be a big like a, like a pole barn type deal yeah but like they have the banister was painted i could tell like just no one would live in that i don't <laughs> that's, was, that's good and i like I, I think this is the most entertaining part of the whole movie that's not special Olympics. It was special. <laughs> but. That's certainly true. So she introduces the Sex Olympics segment and notes that they're going to start with the deep throat competition. But everybody lines up and there's four men there, but only three women. And of course, these are all people who have been in the film several times already, including our uh, yes. French stud and Jeremy's future tattoo inspiration mm -hmm. is the dark-haired woman with the bandana is she new or was she somebody already in? she i couldn't place her she might be somebody different kind of like a wonder woman vibe it's yeah. linda carter 1984 but i not feel really. like it might be somebody else with a wig though i think it is i think it might just be yes yeah, someone with a wig but uh our guy who's the jock straps back uh, yeah, Jock straps back, and when they line up, the four men line up, 
And there are three women there in jock strap wearing his Miss Nude USA 1982 Judges t-shirt. Which I really want. Yeah. <laughs> I would love the, that. The woman was making a big fuss of not being able to interview Jock Strap. She had the moment right there to hook up with him at the the Olympics. Well, I don't know that she was think, at the Sex Olympics. It could have been taped earlier. No. Was she there? No, she maybe she Well, she, she might be playing there, a character. I think she's a different character okay. there. She wasn't playing... <laughs> herself it's it's really it's really simple to keep track of who's who when they play nine characters in the same movie (laughs) so anyhow rebecca decides that it's her duty to go ahead and participate in this competition so that the fourth guy can participate uh because otherwise he didn't have anybody to blow him Mm. to deep throat him yeah blow him to victory so i think that the sex olympic like association would iron all this kind of stuff out yeah you would you would think that the sex olympic committee would have all of this figured out and that there would probably be more people participating than seven well there's certainly backups in the olympics they came to this guy's house a classified ad (laughs) they were told that it was the sex olympics maybe we need to place a an ad for the sex olympics that sounds terrible I don't want to meet the people that would show up. <laughs> so Rebecca starts blowing uh, our judge from the 1982 Miss Nude USA. So we've got four guys getting blown by four women, and Rebecca finishes off her guy first. This is exactly like that competition from that ex reality <laughs> show we watched. Oh, yeah, the sex factor. Yes, it's exactly one of the competitions oh it was one of the competitions yeah they're like who can like if you make them come first or whatever you won something yeah yeah uh and that's it they just borrowed it from this <laughs> that's that's exactly that's right a, it's a traditional sex lumpian activity exactly it's what they train for every year one of the things they train for every year mm-hmm. so rebecca has won the first gold medal uh, then we see all four couples fucking doggy style. Um, this time they've switched partners, which is smart if you're going to be in sex Olympic competition. You don't want the same couple working together each time. Yeah. Uh, though I will say that I feel like uh, our Miss Nude USA judge is at a disadvantage now that he's blown his load once. And uh, really whoever's working with him really as well. Tank his stanima, stan, stan, stanima. If he wins though, a second stan- time, he gets a definite Wheaties box. He's going to be all, oh, endorsements he, all over the place if he does it two times in a row. Yeah. That's true. It's the kind of Wheaties where the milk has come. <laughs> the old commercial trick. Uh, it's not Elmer's glue. <laughs> it's Elmer's. Elmer's cum? Cum. I love it. <laughs> So nice this curdled cup of elders, elders come. <laughs> I wake up every morning. <laughs> so this time, Francois Papillon is uh, fucking Rebecca, and once again, she finishes off her guy first. He comes on her ass. Uh, then we cut to the missionary competition, uh, and the other people are starting to get frustrated. Uh, the girl that Francois fucking says, come on, I haven't won a medal yet. And Francois says, shut up and fuck. <laughs> so uh, Rebecca's guy finishes first this time as well. Uh, we see another guy come as well. 
But it was too late. He did not win the medal. No. Uh, then we see all the couple 69ing sideways on the floor. And like a swastika <laughs> or, a, or a cross, I suppose, <laughs> position. What's the difference, man? Uh, that's a good question. I'll have to save that for your Joe Rogan uh, well, encounter save appearance. Save that for AM radio. Yeah, save that one for Rush Limbaugh's fucking rotting corpse. <laughs> Uh, so, so finally the guy who's with Rebecca says, I won. So once again, Rebecca wins the medal. Fuck yeah. So she has Michael Phelps, the sex Olympics. And she wasn't, presumably she wasn't entered in them. Right. She was a walk on to the sex Olympics. Yeah. She was just supposed to be covering it. And she may have had like a license to be license an athlete, to fuck. like a license to fuck. <laughs> I've so always I'm, heard. Okay. I can do this. I'm I'm recognized by the organization, the International Sex Olympics yeah. Committee. Um, <laughs> I've always heard the Olympic Village is like really like slutty. Yeah, like they're just banging each other. Apparently, they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of cum raincoats over there. Good. <laughs> do you think they use them though? No, I don't think they do. No, they have they're in perfect health. The diseases will just yeah. It's like they're top it's... athletes. They think that they can. They think that they're invincible. Oh, they are. It's all. It's all mental. You health, never hear about mental. a top. You never hear about a top athlete dying of cancer, <laughs> right? You just ended at that. You never hear about a top athlete. Not yet. <laughs> okay, uh, Michael Moriarty. No, he's not an athlete. He, he's a. Uh, he's a great actor and great. Yes, he actor. is. He's a, a jazz athlete. I bet he would do great in the Jazz Olympics. <laughs> uh, uh, so they're always fucking in the regular Olympic Village. Do you think they fuck in the Sex Olympic Village, or do you think it would be like overkill? I feel like you, you would want to yeah. not do it because it would drain you of all your your vitality. They yeah, probably if, just do a lot of hot tubbing and like aphrodisiacing, and yeah, then, like kayaking, but holding on like. I know I got gonna let go. I'm Maybe not the, gonna blow. A lot of edging. Yeah, they're, like they're edging all week. <laughs> and, edging in the Olympic And you get made village. fun of. That's good. So yeah, uh, you know, Jock Strap said earlier that uh, sex before playing football. Uh, didn't have any effect on his abilities, but I'd imagine in the Sex Olympics, things are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, Rebecca has won all the medals, and then uh, we cut back to the studio, and we see all the girls arguing with one another. Uh, they're yelling at each other, and the producer yells at them that they're about to sign off, and they have 15 seconds left, so they introduce themselves again, signing off the air. But the lights go out before Rebecca finishes saying her name. Uh, but Josephine and Rosie were waving their vibrators in the air as she was signing off as well. Yes. Uh, and then we cut to credits. Uh, during the credits, we hear a guy complaining about not getting equal time. Uh, and I'd guess, based on the lisp of this person, that this was supposed to be one of the aforementioned gay newsmen. I think so. Uh, he says that they call it Channel 69 for a reason, and I mean, that's that fair. they're going to go start their own program called WKY. There's and already then, one in Philadelphia. 
Exactly. So I guess that has shut down the idea. Well, another ten years, maybe, guy. So uh, that's over, of course, credits for a different film that play here. Uh-huh. And uh, that is Hot Flashes. Wow. So uh, we're going to take a break. We went long here for sure. Definitely. But, but uh, we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Hot Flashes. Wonderful Wally's virility pills. Manufactured by the Upjohn Corporation and guaranteed to put a lift back into your marital bed. A few words of caution, however. These pills must be taken with extreme care. Swallow too slowly, you'll end up with a stiff neck. Take more than two, and you'll pole vault right out the window. One of our aging customers swallowed over half a bottle and died in a state of euphoria, finding himself coming and going at the same time. Being very harsh. Not harsh. You are a harsh critic. I'm a harsh taskmaster. You're a harsh spunk master. Yeah. Constantly um, abusing myself. Do you remember in high school they would have Otis Spuntmeyer cookies? Uh, yes, yeah. I, I made those at one point. <coughs> they were delicious. They yeah. made me shit because they weren't cooked enough. Yeah, well, it depends on who was making them. <coughs> were you making the cookies? I was at one point. Like in a factory? No, it was like at school. One of the teachers, I guess, had students sell them. And yeah, like third they, floor. They had a, uh, I guess I was in whoever's class was making them or something. I, I don't have a good memory of this, but. Um, they were expensive. Yeah. And, and you would shit yourself? Oh, yeah. By uh, the time it was shit by fifth period. <laughs> It was like eating a bunch of cookie dough because it wasn't cooked enough. <laughs> but I probably didn't go when Boss was cooking it. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I might have been undercooking it, too. I know that I ate it raw a lot. <laughs> it was, like, frozen, so it was, like, a nice, yeah. nice I mean, but you cold got, treat. Cookie dough, you got to take the risk, I say. Gotta love it. Take the risk. All right, well, we're back on the Raincoat Report, and uh, it's time for our Raincoat Review. And, uh, Jeremy, what did you think about Hot Flashes? This just in, this movie sucks. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I would say this movie on the whole is kind of disappointing. I wasn't super engaged with it the whole time. I felt like, uh, as far as story goes, it kind of didn't really develop or, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different things you could do with the idea of, like, a pornographic news station. Sure. And I feel like they went with, like, a lot of cliches and kind of doing, like, obvious parodies, but not really going far enough with any of them to make them really amusing. Right. So, story level, I wasn't a big fan. What else do I got? I actually wrote some notes this time. Uh, Acting-wise, the acting's not great in general. The girls are pretty cute in their way. Um, I think they're all pretty attractive. It's nice to see uh, Francis. He's kind of the star of the film just because he's like the most recognizable person to me and is in like every scene, basically. Right. So it's good to see him. There's not really much for anyone else to do besides the three anchors. Everybody right. just has like kind of a bit part. Music-wise, I loved and hated it. 
there is a lot of like Muzak stuff going on during like the actual like sex scenes and some of it where you just kind of wanted to like smash a man's keyboard <laughs> or at least snatch it away from him so he could stop playing a uh, fucking toy piano jazz for a minute. <laughs> there are also a lot of fun like song parodies and like original songs they did. I thought most of those were pretty decent. Um, yeah. I like the one that we didn't really talk about it, but during like the airplane scene, Listening to the words as best as I could, it seemed like it was a song about an airplane that was going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I enjoyed that. Oh, I also like the hard rock song when she's getting pounded by Jockstrap. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think we can all enjoy a good hard Me and- nutting to uh, the power of a... Uh, the Hammond organ. <laughs> exactly. Me and Boss were definitely uh, talking about that song. Is it's like a we can't just we just can just we can describe the hell out of the song, but we can't pick pinpoint the the blues eighties rock dude that's singing it or the band the band that it is. It's like, yeah. but it it hits all the the right parts. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's good. Uh, uh, direction. Like I said, kind of same with the story. It, it did feel kind of like a directionless film. Yeah. Like someone just sort of like pointed the camera and just like, act! And yeah. The Live news, were, baby! The actors were expected to kind of come up with like whatever. And just basically, I felt like, uh, I don't know. It was kind of a bunch of strung together cliches. Uh, yeah. That the director didn't really spend a whole lot of time with in that kind of Carlos Tobolino way. Yeah. Uh, sex, uh, which is important to the film. I've, yeah. I've made categories now because my reviews are, I'm trying to make my reviews less rambling and more uh, scientific. Oh, you know, there's, it's a science and an art. Okay. And it's mostly an art because I'm touching my touchscreen monitor with a pen oh okay getting ink all over it uh, stylus. <laughs> it's not a stylus it's a, it's a paper mate oh it's just an ink pen it's just an ink pen from my it's a madonna pen. brand stylus oh uh, yes it's got a british accent for some reason <laughs> um there's lots of cum in this movie there's cum everywhere there's lots of there's female cum too yeah there's lots of fucking uh it doesn't ever seem to be like particularly like interesting or enthusiastic fucking, but I will say there there are some moments that are pretty solid. Uh, mm-hmm. That Paul McCartney, Paul Paul McCartney, <laughs> Paul McCartney, <laughs> oh Paul McCartney, uh, mullet guy. Yeah, he was doing some moves. Yeah, screaming while he was doing <laughs> them, but you know, doing them nonetheless. Uh, uh, he was bending down his hard cock, and it was about to snap. Yeah, <laughs> it sure was. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, they, they, they tried to vary it. Everyone had lots of sex. Uh, so that was, that was pretty nice. It wasn't the, uh, at the end of the day, it kind of a lesser middle of the road sort of film. Yeah. I would watch it over, I would watch it again over pulsating flesh. Yeah. Which we keep comparing it to. Um, but I would give it, I think the end of the day about the same rating, a two and a half out of five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Confused movie from, <laughs> yeah. the, from the mid eighties when things were kind of getting rough. So I'll cut him some slack. Yeah. The extra half star, the, the 2.5. All right. All right. 
Tyler, what did you think about this film? I thought it was uh, at least a uh, one home run game, if I can compare it to baseball. No other score, just one home run throughout the whole game. What was that home run? It had to have been, for me, the Sex Olympics. Okay. Um, I think they really that you. I think you could tell on that day of work that they were putting their all in. They had to. Someone brought in a couple grams of coke. They may even <laughs> had a. I, I could be wrong, but a pulling focus of the four cocks going from one end to the other. They. Oh yeah, they that, may have. That was a. That was, oh, it was a good shot. Yes, and the cool thing was that like all four of them are are blowing, and then one the girl in the foreground leans back, and then you see the second girl blowing, and then she leans back, and then the same with the third girl, and it lets you see all of the dicks, and then they go back to all all uh, in mouth again. Everyone had were on the same high. They had not started to peter off or teeter. Peter teeter off. <laughs> yeah. um, I was actually entertained throughout, but um, there was something to... I wasn't. My eyes weren't hurt throughout this movie, even though I, there was no titillation or, or boner movement, even in front of your friends. Sometimes you'll see something like, that's the very, very erotic or something, and you're like, like when shit. When you're 13 and you watch any porn film with a friend in the room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this was, it was true and true uh, entertainment. But it works. It works. I like it. It 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 has three points beginning that home run in the end. I like it. All right. So three. Uh, I I don't I, I don't, you don't I guess you don't need to give a number. No one will. You, you can. I'll give it a. Um, you're gonna need three raincoats. All right. <laughs> All right. That's uh, a lot of raincoats. Yeah. It, are are you soiling them with jizz each time? Or just <laughs> think, so, you just need to wear three to the theater. Bring three raincoats. <laughs> Bring them for a friend. Yeah. Oh, we're having a raincoat drive for our homeless uh, population. Oh uh, yeah. Bring bring one for yourself and one for a friend. <laughs> the frozen fish guy has one already. Oh yeah, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all think he looks like George Lucas? A little bit. Okay. Like when he was thinner, not now. <laughs> when he was a whaler. Yeah. <laughs> Chase the Star Wars through the cosmic sea. <laughs> uh, okay. What, what do you think, boss? <laughs> well, uh, I will say this. Uh, I think that there was more creativity here than in Pulsating Flesh, since that's been our point of comparison today. I appreciate it as an attempt at humor, um, and some of it lands, some of it doesn't really, but I do appreciate the tone of the film overall. It's playful and fun. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't whiplash between tones very much, which is nice. Yeah, I do think that it has some pacing problems, because while a lot of it moves at a pretty breakneck speed... The commercial for Wally's Cream or whatever uh, takes forever, whereas no other sex scene in the film really outstays its welcome in any way. Um, I would agree that the sex in this film isn't that erotic, and there's a lot of things going into that. It's not shot in a particularly erotic way. 
Um, there's no motivation for any of the characters in the sex scenes, really, other than we're going to fuck, which is fine. Yeah. But that, in addition to that, and the fact that nobody in the film seems to be having that great of a time. Um, there was the guy with the reverse pile driver who's screaming out, but I don't know how good of a time that was, really. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, there are several things that I like about the film. I think Nicole Blank, who played Rebecca Wallflower, is good in this film. Um, she is pretty attractive as well, and it's a shame she was only in four films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the performances of almost everybody in the, else in the film is less good. Um, yeah. Not that Rebecca is really lighting the world on fire in her performance either. But she was hungry. She was... It was early in her career yeah she thought she was going places right she glued the scenes to get she glued the scenes together rather nice yeah she yeah. played like i guess like a good like straight person to the other two being they, they were bad shit they were bad shit. yeah uh, being out of their minds <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know again pulsating flesh is a good comparison to this because it's just some wacky ideas strung together to give an excuse for a bunch of sex scenes Pulsating Flesh fails compared to this in several ways in that there's there was really like one conceptual creative idea in Pulsating Flesh, the idea of Peter Longfellow, whose sperms can get any woman pregnant. And who refused to come inside anyone. Yes, but uh <laughs> you know, he, he he makes a note at some point that I didn't realize you wanted triplets or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and that was the reason why he was pulling out each time. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Not that he's a con man. Right. <laughs> but uh, that that was basically it. This throws in a bunch of ideas. Yeah. And uh, they vary on how successful they are. I would agree with Tyler. The Sex Olympics were pretty successful. I did like the airline commercial. Yeah. The weather thing was baffling. Yeah. <laughs> in a way I didn't really. I was just kind of like trying to figure out exact and that's also down to some of the audio issues too where i'm just kind of trying to guess at what they're up to right but even if there was no audio in that segment you You, would not know what yeah you would never think this is a weather report that honestly that was that takes away raincoats for me was that um (laughs) that you could have done way better better weather like no poor people get a raincoat now. <laughs> no extra raincoats for the poors. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, uh, Bert Milton. Thanks, Milton. Leonard Kurtman. <laughs> Leonard Kurtman. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's a lot going on here. A lot of bad, a lot of good. But uh, at the end of the day, I thought it was a fun and playful film. And other than that one commercial scene that goes on too long, uh, the film had my attention the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't unentertained by it. Uh, but it also is just kind of a mess of things that are duct taped together that are yeah. barely functional. But Including a compilation of scenes from other maybe better movies. Perhaps, yes. <laughs> Uh, so at the end of the day, I'm kind of on the fence b- with it, and I would give it two and a half stars as well. Mm-hmm. I believe this was also the score that I gave to Pulsating Flesh, and I would say that this is better than Pulsating Flesh, yeah. but not like really a half star better. No, it doesn't. 
merit uh, a full push to a three. Right. It's still in the same. It's in the same orbit. It just glows a little brighter, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so that is hot flashes for you. Thank you once again for listening to the show. Uh, if you need to reach out to us, raincoatreport at gmail.com, at raincoatreport on Twitter and Instagram, uh, as long as we don't get banned. We're going strong so far. So far, so good. I got a 30-day ban on Facebook, so I'm really glad I gave up that page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. well you know live and learn (laughs) so that's it so buttons so that's it so buttons (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah you have to sew buttons boss when you're trying to lead the channel 69 news team through a coherent news discussion while they're out of their minds on heroin and cocaine, uh, don't forget your raincoat. <laughs>